going on, party people? It is Saturday, January 11th, 2020, and you are listening to the very 10th episode of Crossplay. We made it to double digits. That's yeah, we sweet. did. I'm yeah. excited. Who would have thought uh, we made it this far? <laughs> Coming up on today's show is going to be our Game of the Year discussions, uh, so be excited for that. We, we have some cool things to be talking about. Uh, in the meantime, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Ignacio. What up? And Mick. Hello. How are you guys doing? How was your holidays? Mine was good. Great. I went home. Yeah. I didn't get to play too many games uh, because I brought my dog over to meet my parents' dogs, and they all played together all weekend, but I was also watching him a lot, making sure that he wasn't getting into mm-hmm. trouble. So... It was gotcha. good, but gotcha. read a lot of comics. Oh yeah, caught up what, on a lot of stuff. What, what comics? Uh, mostly the new X Men stuff. Gotcha. And uh, what else did I watch? Or where else did I read? Uh, Magnificent Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. A lot of the newer stuff going on. Getting ready Fun for stuff. this new event coming up in April. Fun stuff. I I caught up on a bunch of Valiant comics. Mm-hmm. I've been slowly reading all of the, their stuff uh, from when they kind of like relaunched everything back in like 2010-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read through their Armor Hunters event, and I've been reading a little bit more past that. And we're actually going to be covering uh, volumes one and two of the death-defying Dr. Mirage uh, on the next episode of the review show. Nice. Which will be sweet. That was fun. Ignacio, what about you? Yeah. Well, I'm technically on summer vacation, so I've been having plenty of time to catch up on games. I finally finished Death Stranding. Man, that game nice. is long. Yeah? It yeah. is long. What'd you think? Thumbs uh, up? You liked it? Yeah. Thumbs down? Sh- Mm. I liked it. No, it's it, it wasn't bad. It's just the for first the like I said the game is way too long. I would cut yeah. a a lot of the, of that game. Mm-hmm. But overall, the world it presented and the story once it all came together and became clear what everything was and what was going on, I loved it. If you like convoluted stories or Kojima type stories. You love the game. You love the story that the game presents. It's just that the gameplay can sometimes be a bit mm, getting in the way of enjoying the game. It can be frustrating sometimes, and okay. also the moment-to-moment gameplay isn't that interesting, to be honest. But overall, I I like the the story it presented. Good. And Good if you remember when I first started, I. I, the problem I had with the game is was that at every point I was like, "What's going on? Why is this thing like that?" And mm-hmm. I felt like it does answer every question I had. Oh, good. At least by the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like I said, it's after many hours. And also, okay. <laughs> that final chapter had me crying all the time for all, right? all of the chapter. Yeah. And it's touching. I think it hit me especially hard because last month my sister had a baby. So 
now that I I have a a baby kind of in my life, it hit me especially hard that last chapter. If you played it, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But overall, I I enjoyed the story at least. The gameplay yeah. could sometimes I did enjoy it. Sometimes it frustrated me a lot. But if you're into stories and you don't mind the line, the long, the length of the game, you should check it out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, if you guys did not know, this is our video game podcast where each and every week we get together and talk about all the video game goodness we can handle right here on the whatnots.com. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping and then we'll dive right into all of our discussions and stuff like that. Uh, we just recorded our four-year anniversary retrospective. And four some of you out there years. that might be like, yeah, four, four more, more years year. indeed. Some of you out there might be, how can you only make 10 episodes and have been doing this for four years? Well, I will have you know that this is a brand new show. Um, and we, as the Whatnots, have been around for four years now. Uh, so that's exciting stuff. But we had Mick and Ignacio and Melissa uh, with us. We had some fun talking about all of the stuff that we did this past year in 2019. So go check it out because there's lots of announcements, including a brand new merch store that we have uh, at the whatnots.com slash store. So go check it out and maybe buy a shirt or something. Yeah. Help yeah. us out. That'll help us out a ton. If you want to help us out some more, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us uh you guys can get access to episodes early you guys can get exclusive content uh you guys can even get thanked here on this show so we would like to give a big shout out to our patrons at the five dollar tier thank you to sam and thank you christine for helping us out keeping the mics on thank you thank you absolutely okay boys Let's do this. Where are we dropping? I don't know. You're the we, captain. Let's see here. Um, pulling up my notes. So I think what we're going to do is start with some smaller things. Soundtrack of the... Let's start there. Let's start with soundtrack of the year. Sure. Did you guys have one that stood out to you that you listen to maybe when you're not gaming of just like this is the one that I cannot get out of my head boy do I <laughs> the Final Let's Fantasy 14 soundtrack for Shadowbringers is freaking okay. awesome I love the battle music because whenever I'm just relaxing or trying to get through work I'll put on random video game battle music but this game's sure. music takes it to the next level where it's a great combination of Rock, heavy metal, and classic Final Fantasy. And I think nice. it best comes out with how good the soundtrack is. If you ever look up this whole event that they had this year, where or last year, where it was Nier Automata in Final Fantasy fourteen, they released a whole raid about Nier showing up on this planet that we're on, this whole other realm. Hmm. And they somehow got the composers to work together and create this awesome remix where it's the near automata type music mixed in with the Final Fantasy music, and it is breathtaking, especially when you're in the middle of a boss fight, and it just really kicks in. That sounds wild, because near automata, I was kind of mediocre on that game, but the sound 
track was awesome. Yeah. In that game. So but I think this whole event, this whole raid is one of the coolest things you'll ever see because it's near type fights, but in an mm-hmm. MMO. That's sweet. Good stuff. Yep. Final Fantasy fourteen for Shadow Bringers, right? Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen Shadow Bringers. It's their latest expansion. Okay. Uh Ignacio, yeah. you have one yeah, that stood out to you. I was trying to think because I, I don't usually focus so much on the soundtrack of a of a game. It's very rare that mm-hmm. I actually ever go back and listen to it. I was trying to think I think Judgment might had had some good music okay. at some point. But I can't remember. I played it a while ago. But there is one game that has some music that I do actually listen to, and I'm surprised Mick didn't bring it up. It's Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes. See, it I has some great songs. I thought about it, but this Final Fantasy 14 thing is just too good to pass up. Mm. Even though Kingdom Hearts okay. 3 does have great music in it. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, Ignacio, on. are you a fan of just that one, uh, like, Skrillex and... I forget her name. Shame on me. Um, uh, Hikaru... You, Utada Hikaru? Utada. Correct, Utada. yeah. Or, like, is, is is that the song that's stuck in, in your head, or is it just the soundtrack as a whole? Well, no, you have that one, and you also have... Uh, you have two of them on this soundtrack. One more. You have one more that's just Hikaru Utada. Mm-hmm. But... Y- Overall, the soundtrack throughout all the game, it was great. Yeah, this Kingdom Hearts okay. usually has great soundtrack. They do. So, I, yeah, I can agree with that. It has also a version of Simple and Cl- no, not Simple and Clean. It's uh, Dearly Beloved. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, my yeah. favorite version of it. Yeah, I agree with. It. Yeah, I think. Uh, I have a pl- like a playlist, a super mo- 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 morbid, but I have a playlist <laughs> on Spotify of like these are the songs that I want to play at my funeral, and I have some <laughs> versions of "Dearly Beloved" on on there. So Kingdom Hearts has some fantastic music. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, you- okay. For mine, I have to say. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh was yeah, my favorite one. Uh, to me, that was a bit of an interesting experience for me because I played it on Apple Arcade on my Mac with a PS4 controller. <laughs> uh, so that was just strange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like the whole game itself is supposed to be an interactive pop album mm-hmm. right yeah uh don't you go through tracks yeah yeah of each, each level is a track how to speak um and it's it's good i i think it has a lot of energy within each song uh and there's certain ones that are are just above and beyond the rest but i think just as a whole album together it worked really well too which was neat the gameplay maybe hit or miss i had fun but i did not like that you game. know yeah it, it, it's i 
I think it can go either way, but without a doubt, mm. I think the soundtrack was fantastic. Yeah, out of what I've heard, that soundtrack is really something. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so what we're going to do with these like shorter ones, we're not going to actually pick a, this is the Whatnots number one soundtrack of the year, uh, <laughs> or stuff like that. We're just going to each give our top one and then move on, okay. which is what we're going to be doing okay. right now. Uh, let's see. Let me get my notes back up here. Let's do publisher of the year. You guys have a publisher of the, the, the of the year. The ones I wrote down here, of course, are Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, and then I have Capcom and Ubisoft. I have a there's wild, a ton more out there. I have a wild one. Go for it. EA. Yay! Yay! EA, because wow. they gave us two fantastic games gamer. from Respawn this year. Oh, right. <laughs> and I think I had some of the yeah. most fun with their two of their games that they released this year with uh, Fallen Order and uh, Apex Legends. Mm -hmm. Granted, they did them dirty here and yeah. there, but I still think as a publisher, they have the right to say, yeah, we release these games and they are well-beloved games. Yeah, true. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think uh yeah. Ignacio. Yeah, I, I don't think I have any publisher that that really I think stood out. Yeah. Uh I'm, I'm I mean I I wanna give a shout out to Sega for publishing Judgment. Okay. Yeah. Also EA published Fallen Order, and I guess Apex, I'm not much of an Apex guy. And Nintendo for just being Nintendo and publishing <laughs> some good games throughout the year. They did. They yeah. did. I'll I'll put you down as Sega, because I know you, you like the Yakuza games. Yeah. That's kind of a shoe-in for Ignacio. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me... I think, oh man, I think I'm going to have to go with Capcom. Okay. Okay. Which is a strange one for me because I actually didn't play any of the games that they published. But really? that was just the thing that I kept hearing nonstop. Capcom is having this huge revival. Devil May mm. Cry, uh, Resident e Evil, like they, like, mm -hmm. They just put out so much great stuff. Mm -hmm. So I have to tip my hat to them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, Monster Hunter too. They did that one, right? Yeah. World. Yeah, the yeah, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. and Iceborne. Yeah. Did Iceborne come out this year? On yes, I believe so. On console, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, true. Also, I, I think regular Monster Hunter World came out this year on PC. Yep, that's true. It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, how about developer of the of the year? Was there a certain studio that stuck out to you guys? For me, it's Square Enix. 
Okay. Or is that would that count okay. as a developer or a publisher? Because they uh, no, I think Square. They're both also kind of. Their I own think. Game. Yeah, it's like their own studio. Yeah. Any studios? It's in-house. Yeah. So I want to put Square Enix. Okay. Because they re-release a lot of Final Fantasy games this year on all my favorite platforms. So I have all my favorite Final Fantasies on Xbox, on Switch. Those all came out this year. There's more coming out next year or this year now. I keep on saying this year, but yeah, it's actually last year. Wouldn't that count as publisher? I guess, but also they released Kingdom Hearts 3. They released a Shadowbringers yeah. DLC okay. expansion. Yeah. And well, the remasters too. Like they didn't just re release them, they upped the, they upped the resolution, changed some gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. with uh, 8, they finally up res it instead of not just re release, but they actually remastered it. Yeah, true. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Good stuff. I, I guess I have to go with Respawn. I love yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, so that sure gives them my preference. Mm-hmm. But also, I know they developed Apex, and a lot of people like that game. So I'll, I'll give it to Respawn. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. I have to agree. I think... Respawn had a phenomenal year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think about where they started with Titanfall, and that first yeah. one did okay, right? I love it, Titanfall it, one. It was so revolutionary yeah. when it came out. People liked it enough that they got a second one, but even though that comes, was shafted by EA. Yep. Yeah, here comes EA putting out another game on the same week basically yeah uh and yeah. titanfall 2 got snubbed and it's one of the best first person shooter campaigns of the decade absolutely mm. it is i uh, still haven't played it if you have if you, you ever a chance should get, have it if you ever could get game pass get it no but i i have the game oh i think i have the game you should it was it. free on ps plus plus a couple months yeah. ago so yeah i always forget if i ever bought it or not you should check but, it out it's fun yeah i don't it's know next stuff. week comes out kakarot and that seems to be a yeah, long game so and well, then, you have one I week i'll be able to do it and then we get for that kingdom hearts <laughs> dlc yep. yeah 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 well it's it's a fairly short campaign yeah it's like so eight hours it's a oh, okay it's a shooter campaign but it's great I mean, I, yeah. I guess I could play it now before Kakarot comes out because I'm, I've been you can just, having problems you can, sticking to a game now. You can knock it out in a day, probably. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, Most maybe I'll give it a try. I don't promise yeah. anything, but maybe. Respawn. Okay. Uh, Oh, boy. How about the best disaster of the year? Blizzard. Here's... Blizzard Here's as what Blizzard. I have written oh, yeah. down as some nominations. Randy Pitchford's flash drive. Was that this year? Or was Blizzard that last year? and China. Well, what was that? Was it last year? I was thought it this year? the that, flash that drive was thing 2019. Was... Oh God. Yeah, was it? That it was early this year. Last it year. was early in the year. It was 2019. Yeah. Then we have Blizzard and China. We have okay. Stadia. We have okay. Anthem. We have sure. Doctor Disrespect's Bathroom Adventure, <laughs> right. and the THQ 
Pew Nordic AMA on 4chan. 8chan, not 4chan. No, 8chan. And on on yeah, 8chan. That's a problem. Yeah. That was a problem, 8chan. <laughs> there was so much stuff that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff was ridiculous. Well, I, I'll have to go with Blizzard. I think out, out of them all, yeah. that's the biggest scandal of the year. It's very close, though, with... Uh, the Randy Pitchford and THQ Nordic stuff, but I think just weighing in on a huge public event that's a world event mm. was yeah. the exact yeah. wrong thing to do, especially with a huge event on the horizon like BlizzCon. Yeah. But I think yeah. Randy Pitchford's thing and that other one didn't really take much time out of people's life. Uh, I mean, as a news story... Not as much, at least, as Blizzard, which was right. a thing for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's still technically going on. People are thinking yeah. about it a lot. Yep. Very true. I am going to put Blizzard as well. Blizzard runs the table on that one. Oh. You okay there, Ignacio? <laughs> he did. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> I did. Uh, Disaster yeah. of the year. Ignacio dies. Is that a disaster, though? <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Wow. I love you, Ignacio. Now that he's gone, Thanks. it's coming out. <laughs> I'll come back and haunt you. No, no worries. Good. We can play games together, then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. After disaster, let's go to... What do you guys think the best announcement or moment of the year was? So here's some things that I wrote down as possible examples uh sony buys insomniac bungie splits mm -hmm. from activision fortnite chapter two ninja joins mixer uh and i think that's all i have yeah but what what stood out to you guys was there something else that i didn't write down that was like this is your favorite announcement of the year maybe with some stuff with microsoft's x cloud i think mm. announcement think? was saying x cloud well, it's like xbox twisting the knife for stadia by saying we have 50 games out now for x cloud and any game on game pass will be will most likely be on x cloud so this is like just after stadia said oh yeah we have like 12 games at launch we're gonna have another 20 coming by the end of the year and then mm -hmm. people were saying why three of these games are from one series alone and they're all yep. old games except for one and right. Cydia mm -hmm. freaked out with pushing a lot more up but and also adding more to their paid uh service so then xbox just came in and said nah we're gonna have a lot more get ready you're not gonna get gypped like you would with stadia very tr tr true that was a that was a big one because it, it like <laughs> i mean it it just following off the idea that stadia basically was a disaster yeah and it, it was it yeah. was just like and then here comes these guys a big dick a swinging and exactly it, it's just like yeah. oh, this is embarrassing <laughs> Ignacio, what about you? What was your favorite announcement of the year? I don't, 
this is my favorite announcement, but it was sure one of the biggest events of, sure. of the year. It was Fortnite Season 2. That whole okay. Black Hole event was huge. Yeah. They, they had to shut so, down servers for two days. Yeah. People couldn't yeah. even play the game. People were crying. It was crazy. Why isn't this yeah. working? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that Epic did something like that for a game that's so profitable for them. That's shutting it down just kind of pr- pr- for promoting the game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can get it even bigger than that whole thing that they did. So I had to give Very it to true. Fortnite Season 2. Okay. I'm going to go with yet a different one. I'm going to go with Ninja joining Mixer. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, that was the biggest one, or at least the most interesting one. Because w- when that happened, we started to see other people signing with Mixer. Uh, hence, then we've started seeing people sign with Twitch and with YouTube. I think there's been a couple people sign with Facebook g- Gaming. Yeah. And... It just, it created this wave in the industry that we're still not sure how it's playing out yet, Mm -hmm. Um, where we don't know. Like, it's almost starting to turn more into, like, athletes, like NBA athletes or NFL Mm -hmm. uh, athletes and their contracts of, like, oh, where will LeBron go to after he leaves the, the, the Lakers? Who knows? Maybe he'll mm-hmm. retire. We don't know. Yeah, and and the reason that this is so huge is that it finally gave Mixer an edge over Twitch in a way. So now Twitch finally has some competition, some real competition. Now it's time for Twitch to respond. And we've also seen a, a huge movement f- for, like you said, more... More people going and signing exclusive deals with platforms. Mm-hmm. So now, finally, the streaming wars are getting something interesting. Becoming yeah. interesting. Things are heating up in some yep. interesting ways. Uh, moving on, I guess, to the last one I have written down in my notes. Uh, what was your guys' favorite moment? in a video game or your favorite mechanic video game you want to go first ignacio sure but favorite moment the the only one that could come came up to my mind was the ashtray maze from control mm. okay that whole sequence is so mind-blowing what they have you doing on, on that whole level and it was great it surely was a standout for the year very true. If you that play was... that game, and you, if you play that mission, Wild. you'll know why. I agree. That was a good one. Yeah. Good moment. Um. Ooh, let's see. For me, I think. I think it was maybe making my, my lightsaber yeah. in Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. That was a great moment because I, I, I think Cal Kestis is fine as a character. I don't think he's anything special, um, but there were some really awesome moments within that game. 
And I think that was one that I was just like, dude, this is so cool. I, I love this. This is amazing. And I got to pick the color and put all the pieces together. It mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with making your lightsaber. Jedi Fallen Order. Mine was in Shadowbringers. It's after you're playing the game for 40 plus hours, at you reach max level, and you finally realize this one guy who's been helping you, you know he's a bad guy because he presents himself as one of these overarching enemies that's been fighting the Warriors of Light throughout the whole series of Final Fantasy XIV. And then mm-hmm. he truly comes out and says... Yes, I am evil, but I am evil because of this. I am reuniting my world. It was destroyed in this huge calamity that's put into 13 pieces. And there's been all these calamities, and I want one more to make my world whole again a little bit more. And it ends up into this huge fight where he basically kind of becomes, not God, but like an ultimate evil. And Mm -hmm. you are in this astral plane where... You and all these other warriors of light just appear and start fighting together. And the music really kicks in. And it's just like these warriors of light that you've either played with or in other worlds. And also gives a really good reason why you're playing with other characters too. Because you are shown as the only warrior of light. And then all these other people show up in their costumes. And the people in your party actually show up with their gear on. And really ties everything together for this one huge battle against this enemy okay i wrote that down as the villain reveal and fighting alongside the warriors of light yes shadow bringers okay cool we go do you guys have any other kind of uh awards or things you want to run through like we have been here because those are all the ones that I wrote down before we get into our game of the year stuff. My favorite. Well, I think my favorite thing is Guichi. Oh, sorry, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say favorite mechanics. Yeah. Do 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 you want to? Uh, so I I guess we all went with moments. Do you yeah. want to separate them out? Do our favorite mechanics. Sure. Yeah. You can Go put Guichi in there. <laughs> He's my favorite thing. He's my favorite stand of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Favorite mechanic. Those two, Babu Frick. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. Okay. Favorite mechanic. I I, I think I'm actually going to go with walking in Death Stranding. Uh okay. Yeah, I I sure, actually really on. I really enjoyed it and I think it really showed off how beautiful the Decima engine is and can be cuz the game isn't necessarily what you get moment to, to moment in the cutscenes mm-hmm. of of that mm-hmm. game, but it is you traversing a mountain or traversing this path and figuring out what the best way to go is. Maybe you 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 start down one path and you get to the top of this peak and you realize it's a big cliff and you're like, shit, I don't have 
ropes or ladders or something. I need to go back and do something else. And so it's this give and take of just really trying to connect with the terrain. And it really forces you to. And I think Mm. the detail in uh, how your character reacts to the environment is something we're going to see more games uh, try and do down the road of, of, of just, it's not only about you going to the next waypoint and getting your next quest, but it's how you get there, yeah. I think is really going to make a difference in the next few years or so. Yeah, I wouldn't personally give any shout-outs to the walking on the stranding. You, there are some times where it's just very frustrating trying to climb up a mountain five times and all of your things falling down all the way down. Maybe you uh, need a new path? I wouldn't. I totally get what, what you mean. It's, it's not for everyone... And I don't think the games that will imp- will start to imp- implement something like this won't necessarily do do it to that degree. Mm. But j- just this this concept of making the environment more, uh, well, you you or the environment making it more reactive to you and what you do, mm. or so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, I would. Actually, I'd like to give a shout out to another aspect of this training, which was just whenever you're walking around and you find, like, you, for whatever reason, you need to climb something and you don't have a ladder or there's no bridge, and you just find <laughs> that someone in in its, his own game or their own game yeah. made it and it's just there for you. I love that. I love finding yeah. structures that other people made, especially whenever, like I said, you need it. And it's just there for you mm-hmm. in your moment of need. So uh, I would say that's my favorite mechanic of the year. That whole interconnected games. Yeah, the strands that connect us. Those and the nuts we make. In Death Stranding. Yeah. Okay. Mick, my, what about you? Favorite is, mechanic? Mine is something new that kind of squeaked in right before the new year. And it is the parrying system in Sekiro. It is okay. like it. I play, started playing the game because of Fallen Order, where that it was like a kind of like a basic version of the parrying system. Everyone compared it to Sekiro, and I'm like, okay, I want to give this a shot because I heard Sekiro was winning the Game of the Year stuff. It was just getting all these awards, and I played it, and it's just a whole other level than what Fallen Order is. Because Fallen Order, yes, there's like a parrying, there's like a stance gauge and you're trying to break it you can block you can parry at the right times to not take nearly as much uh, stamina damage or health damage but this one it's the whole game play the uh part of the game is just parry to win it's not about dodging it's you better be in their faces doing all you can to win in this sword fight and it's like a shinobi versus a samurai and it sounds fantastic when you get a perfect parry. You're trying to get these perfect parries where you're timing everything correctly so that you can get their uh, stamina bars down, their stance bars, mm-hmm. and it's just like this perfect balance of 
Yes, it's difficult, and if you mess up, it will stab you instead of slap you in the face. It'll stab you right in the heart and twist the knife and make you do it over again. But it really makes you learn. And I'm going to talk about it later on, too, because there's some boss fights in the game that are extremely difficult if you're trying to go about it the wrong way. And it teaches you how to do, right. play the game the right way with the parrying. Okay. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Uh, can you guys think of anything else? You guys want nope. to give shout outs to? No, I can't. Nope. Cool. Well, let's move on to game of the year stuff. Um, yeah. Now, we kind of talked beforehand before we started recording here. Do we only want to do our top five? Do we want to do our top 10? I know we all kind of agreed on our top five, and then uh, six through 10 was our honorable mentions. I think we have time for top 10 because we've only been recording for like 35 minutes-ish. Yeah. But it's up up to you guys. Uh, yeah, you're right. We haven't been recording for so long. I'm good either way. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. Top 10 then. Here's what we'll do. Uh, we aren't really necessarily going to be arguing for what the top spot is and all of that stuff. We each have our own top 10 list, but each of our picks are given a certain amount of points. So our number one pick is worth 10 points. Our number 10 pick is worth one point. Um, and so as we kind of go through what our lists are, we will tally up what has the most points, uh, and that will help us build our list out. Uh, and then we can kind of make changes as as we see fit, or if we need to determine uh, a tie, who, who wins from a tie, uh, and all of that stuff. But let's start with a couple runner-ups. Did, did you guys have anything that didn't make your top 10 list that you want to give a shout out to yes i have three of them actually go for it i have gears 5 because i thought that it was a great update to gears and the shooter genre with the story and it had an open world element that was a little bit better than what i thought uh uh, uncharted tried to do because Mm -hmm. there's extra missions you can go on that gives you special parts for your little robot buddy it gives you upgrades. So it's like it really encourages you to explore this world and all the things in it. And it just the ending was very good too and really drove home a lot of points. Plus there's a really crazy boss fight that's really difficult, but has a huge payoff if you do it well. Okay. And good I think stuff. it requires a I've... lot of coordination between you and a friend or you and anybody you play with. Yeah, I've heard good things. I cannot wait to finally get Game Pass when I have whatever version of the new Xbox I'm going to have because I I don't think I played Gears 4 either. I need to catch up on that stuff. And then my next two were Creature in the Well and Felix the Reaper. Okay. Mm -hmm. Creature in the Well is... An indie game that came out this year, it's pinball, but you're a character running through this uh, well area, 
trying to turn the power back on for this city and town in the desert where they're all trapped because this one creature turned the power back, turned the power off. And so you're going through, you're getting upgrades for your uh, little sword, but it deflects these bullets. You get more that do different things, like you can see where you're aiming at. You can do multiple ones, power things up differently, uh, do damage certain ways, cause certain attack damage. And it's a good, quick, fun little game. About That's a puzzle. And then Felix the Reaper is a really intense puzzle game where you're this uh, guy called Felix who is starting out to be death. And the whole story is he is fascinated by this woman and all he's doing is trying to impress her. But whatever he does, he doesn't think is trying to impress her. And do you guys mind if I spoil the ending? I'm fine with that. Okay. So it ends up Felix being death, but the woman he loves is uh, the woman who takes the souls and carries them to heaven. She lives in the light. So okay. it ends up, it's like the story of life and death in a way where life is sending presents to death, who they love the most. Mm. But it's death giving souls to uh, the afterlife for them to work with and as gifts. And it's a puzzler where you're setting up scenarios, trying to avoid sunlight because you only work in the shadows, trying to kill these people. And it's pretty fun, but the puzzles are tough. And the challenges are even tougher. Like there's a time trial. There's ones where you have, it's a twist and you just collect coins in a level. But it took me like about four or five hours to mostly beat. I can't get the last level because it's bugged. But I don't know. Yeah, but it was still fun. Sucks. Okay. Mm. Good stuff. Yep. Good stuff. Ignacio, do you have a, a couple runner-ups that you would like to give shout-outs to? Yeah, there there are three games I'd like to give a shout-out. First of all, an Apple Arcade game, What the Golf. Yes. It's, yeah, it's a very fun mobile game. I think it's perfect for the phone. It, uh, now... Mick, I know you liked this game as well. Is this going to be on your top 10 list? No. No? Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't Continue think it's on. That, that good to be on a top 10. But no, I, I just like it because it's the perfect game just to kill some time. It's divided on some levels. So mm-hmm. and those levels are, aren't very long. And they're super creative with what they, they do with each level. Mm-hmm. The basic mechanic is... Kind of like an arcade golf game, but every level changes something up from the or the, from the formula. For example, the first level is just you hitting the ball and having to go to the hole. Then the next level is actually you're moving the person into the goal. Then it's just 50 balls. You're trying to get to the goal. Next, you are moving the goal. So it's a very creative game. I highly recommend it. Especially just for killing time. Okay. Um, the next game, Super Mario Maker Two. It's just more Mario, but now everyone can can create their own levels, and I like how people can come up with some crazy stuff. And I can see it online and just go, "Hey, that looks interesting. I'll play it by myself." Or you could yeah. also just play the Nintendo made levels. It actually has a campaign. Oh, those are really fun, too. They're really well made. Yeah. 
I've heard that yeah. was a much needed addition of just like, hey, here's here's a story mode to teach you how all of this stuff works. Yeah, I mean, and it, it kind of teaches you through the game, through the levels, but not really, I would say. Okay. But yeah, what I like it's, is that it, it gives Nintendo an excuse to change what they don't need to stick to a... I don't know, a motif for a world like with other Mario games. They can each level can be as creative as they want. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. And that was neat. And, and now you can play as Link. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still haven't well, tried that out. Neither have I. I keep forgetting that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and All the right. last game I'll give a shout out is of course I have to talk about Super Dragon Ball Heroes. It came out on the Switch this year. It's an interesting take on the franchise. It, it's different from other Dragon Ball games. Uh, I, need, I don't think I knew this when it even came out. Yeah. Well, the game, the way you play the game, it's like each character is kind of a card by itself. So okay. it is about kind of building your team as if you were building your deck and you have to choose where to put them on the map. Hmm. It's actually mm -hmm. actually Super Dragon no, Dragon Ball Heroes is it's its own thing in Japan. You can actually find these arcade machines where you can go, you can get your own cards and play with them. That's cool. So yeah, I like that they bring that to the Switch for other people, not only in Japan, to try it out. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all of my honorable mentions. Good stuff. Well, I have uh, a couple more than three, but I won't talk about all of them. Uh, my first runner-up, I'm kind of guessing is going to be in someone's top 10 list in, in here. Kingdom Hearts 3. What? Wow. Yeah, didn't make my top 10. How dare you? <laughs> didn't make my top 10. Just barely got edged out. Um, so I'll, I'll I'm assu assuming by the sounds of it, it's on both of your lists. Yup. Of course. Um, yeah. So I, I will hold what I have to say for that one till we talk about it then um next up sayonara wild hearts which i already kind of mentioned i loved the soundtrack um it's super short it's like two hours you can beat it um and it was just it was a lot of fun i thought it, it, it was a good one-time thing i don't think i'm really gonna go back to it it didn't really give me a reason to do that but it was super colorful it was engaging it was difficult enough um that it it felt like a, a challenge uh and yeah it was on apple Ar Ar arcade which i think was one of their bigger games of like hey we also have sayonara wild hearts so i re recommend that one uh, but i don't recommend playing it on your phone no that okay, i think that experience sure. ruined it for me hook up Where a controller i yeah i heard so many good things about that game and i got it on apple arcade thinking okay it's gonna be one-to-one -one controls for touchscreen but it's not and i think that ruined the whole yeah. game in my experience with it because 
it was I would try and turn, but I would miss so many different obstacles because it would be like half, and I even turned the sensitivity up really high, and still wasn't enough to make certain moves. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The game doesn't play very well on a phone. No. Agreed. Uh, My next runner-up is Untitled Goose Game. Did either of you guys have that on your top 10 list? No. No. No? Okay. I haven't played it yet. I thought this game was a delight. It is just pure delight. It is so much fun to play. Um, The reason it didn't make my top 10 list is it's just Hitman. It's (laughs) basically that, but you play as a goose. That's a weird comparison, Um, but it works. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's just like you are this character wandering around in this world trying to make certain things happen. You need to notice patterns or move objects just to make things work. And that's kind of what Hitman is where you just, you need to get the right costume or the get the right weapon. And then you can make certain death traps happen. Right. Well, it's good. It's fun. Not death or if traps. You can kill them <laughs> yeah. yourself. You're not murdering but. a whole town as a goose. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the, 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 that's what you do in hip in Hitman. But in in this, it's just like put the rake in the lake. <laughs> it's like yeah. okay, how do I do that? <laughs> yeah, they should do that crossover. Actually, have a Hitman goose, right? And actually, have the goose kill people. That would be interesting. That'd be funny. Uh, yeah. my next runner-up, which I, which is I think the one that I actually want to talk about, is where cards fall. Yeah, that's a this good one. This is a puzzle game that was on Apple Arcade, and I loved this. Um, did you beat it? It is. Yes. Okay. I did. So how many levels are there? So is it, it fifty-two levels, like a deck of cards? I think so. Well, something like that. So the the whole game you you get bits of of story in between each level but you play as this kid um that goes out in into the town and he to to kind of get from point a to point b you need to manipulate these decks of cards that are lying on the ground and you expand them and they make platforms and so you have to figure out where to put these platforms or how high to build them to help you traverse each level. Um, And it becomes a puzzle game where it's like, okay, if I expand this one, I can make a platform that fits in there, which means I can then move this other deck of cards over here on top of that platform and then uh, expand that. And that'll help me get up to this one thing. And it, it's a puzzle game that I think uh, really shines in the way it ramps up the difficulty because it's it's very simple. There's 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 not many mechanics to it than besides just like hey here's these decks of cards that create platforms. Um, but as you continue, the puzzles get more challenging. But it never felt like it was too challenging. Mm-hmm. And they have a hint system, if, if, if you need hints, that I think are good 
compromise where it's like, hey, here's the outline of the thing you need to build in the place you need to build it, but we're not going to tell you exactly like how you need to get things there. Um, somehow you might need to build a platform to be able to make the hint that they have. Um, but, 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 but it's, it's good. I, I highly recommend it. Um, you guys should all check out Where Cards Fall on Apple Arcade. And last but not least, I want to give a shout out to Baba Is You. Another puzzle game that I really enjoyed. Uh, however, unlike Where Cards Fall, this one just has incredible difficulty spikes. It's not even difficulty spikes. It's, it makes you feel really dumb. And when you find out the solution... It makes you feel like an idiot if you didn't get it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the, the first couple ones, it's like, oh, this is sweet. This is clever. Wow. I'm really smart. This is this is fantastic. I love this game. And then, yeah, down the road, I was looking up solutions to things on YouTube. And I was like, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. What? You, you never told me that this was something that I could do. Even according to the rules, it looks like that wouldn't work. Like, how am I supposed to no no know that? Just made me feel so dumb at the same time. Um, but it's 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 such a simple game, and I I, I think it's one people should at least try out and, yeah. and just see see what it is because it's fascinating. Yeah, it's another game I had to try. I just keep forgetting. Yeah. Okay, that's it for runner-ups. Let's start with our number 10 games. Number 10. Number, number 10. 10. Ignacio, I'll have yeah. you start. Sure. For my number 10, I have Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. This okay. is the okay. Metroidvania, or actually Castlevania-like game that came out on the Switch from the same I believe it's the same original creator from Castlevania mm -hmm. but yeah I, I really enjoyed the game mostly because it, it was just another Metroidvania and I love Metroidvanias um, let's see it did have some technical issues not many but some here and there that would be annoying sometimes for example Whenever you're low on health, your controller starts to rumble. So it mm -hmm. happened to me multiple times that it just stuck with it, even even after I regained health. Ooh, and it was okay. still, yeah, and it would stay like that even after I turned off the the console. It was just even stuck on the save. Off? Yeah, it was huh. like stuck on the save. Luckily, it, at some point, it it did turn off that that thing but it did happen multiple times uh, let's see other than that yeah it's just another metrovania and that's why i liked it if you like metrovanias you'll enjoy this game okay but yeah that's all i have to say in the game bloodstained ritual of the night yeah good stuff mick what about you what was your number 10 
Mine is Ring Fit Adventure. Oh. Whoa! Yeah. Interesting. Ring Fit Adventure. It's, I've always wanted the game, because I always want to try and get fit, even though I am a larger guy. And I need mm-hmm. that kind of motivation of, I want to play games, but I also want to be active. And right. this is the perfect mm-hmm. mix. It really makes you work out. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, to move around, if you're like not in the apartment, not at home, and you're not like if you're on a second floor or something, it has a quiet mode where you're like doing high knees or lunges to move around and run. But mm. if you are say, yeah, I want to do it normally, you are jogging in place to go through the level. So you're jogging to go like along this linear path, but then there's obstacles along the way where you need to go across a crevice. So you push in this ring and it tests your strength beforehand. So it knows like how much you need to push to have good strength to hover and go across and you fight enemies where your attacks are workouts so you'll say i want to do squats and depending on your difficulty like i'm at difficulty 20 right now it'll say okay you're going to do 10 squats that are you're doing long and slow form and the last 10 are going to be super fast squats and that's how you do your damage and there's yoga there's core (laughs) there's arms there's legs there's other types of stretches that do these attacks and it all and the better your form is because it tracks your form by having a joy-con in your leg and the ring it will do more damage to the enemy that's cool and the whole time you're playing the game it tracks your not just the time you're playing the game but like your active time so every time you make a move it's tracking those seconds every time you're taking a break it stops you takes your pulse after every level to track your calories Wait, check your pulse? Like, you hold your ring, uh, your finger up to the IR sensor, and I guess it can read your pulse vaguely, but it has a pretty good idea of, like, uh-huh. how ba- how good you're working out, and it'll mm. kind of give you a rough estimate of how many calories you burned. And nice. you're getting levels, you're getting gear, you're changing your outfits, you're getting coins to get other stuff, you're up- unlocking more workouts that you can do to- as attacks, and it's just a fun That's RPG cool. workout game. Mm. Yeah, I've been thinking of getting the game. So hearing you have such a positive view on the game, it's nice. And yeah, after every time I finish a session, I am sweaty and tired. Like you, it actually makes you work out. It, there's no cheesing it. So it's a really fun game, even if it is eighty dollars. But I think it's worth it because it's like oh. it's less than eight months for a gym membership, and it's yeah. writing your home. How? How long do you think it takes to beat the story mode? I is the one don't thing. Because like that's the thing of like it? if you're using this as an alternative to a gym membership, like how how is the replayability? Well, there's an game, actual setting in the game where it says you know you can do uh, kind of like an expedition mode, but it's I want to work on arms today. So it says okay, here's a workout for you. Here's a workout plan. Okay, so it has do like it. a but does that mode then affect your adventure mode? I don't think so. It's just like it lets you practice your form. Okay. It lets you just – if you don't want to go through adventure mode, it lets you just do what you want and practice what you want and build energy and strength in those areas that you want to build. Okay. I gotcha. That sounds good. So, yeah. All right. Uh, my number 10 – Link's Awakening Remake. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, I have it on my list too. So I don't know how... Do you want to do that? Sure. Uh, we will save it for whoever has it as their highest thing. So okay. maybe you guys put that as your number six or something, and we'll wait till we hit that one then. Link's or maybe it's awake. number one. You never yeah, know. who knows? Awakening. Writing that down in my notes. Uh, Back to you, Ignacio. What's your number nine? Well, uh, my number nine is Blood and Truth for the PSVR. Okay. Have either you Blood played it? No, I don't truth. have a PSVR. No. Neither do oh, I. It's, it's such a great game. It, it really is like a, a great example of what VR can can be. You actually go through a story. It's an it's an action kind of like an action movie, kind of like if you were James Bond. So you go through these levels, through these stories, and yeah, being the character, being able to uh, I don't know interact with your environment, mm-hmm. use your weapons. And what what I really like about this game is that if you think you can do it, you can probably do it. For example, you if you want to use your, your weapon, you actually pull your hand to where your weapon would be in your body and you take it out. Or if you want to climb cool. this up- obstacle, you put your, your arms up and you pull yourself up. If you, uh, I don't know, there's a mug in the environment, you can pull it up, throw it. If there's a grenade, you can pull it up, t- take out the pin and hold it in your hand so I, that it doesn't explode. So it, it's really immersive in that way. And also, like I said, it's like an action movie. So it's really cool being able to play through all those scenarios, doing interesting scenarios that you would see in a movie. So it's a really fun experience that I would really recommend that anyone should try it out. Is it Especially a... if you're in the fence to get VR. Okay. Hmm. Is it a collection of scenarios or is there like a story no. that... No, it's a story. Okay. So, yeah, so every level is just a part of the story. And huh. yeah, one thing is that the game is actually on rails. So that could be, maybe it's your type of game, maybe not. But it is on rails. Gotcha. So, yeah. But like I said, if you're on the fence of, of VR in general, you should try it out this game. And I'm sure, sure it will sell you on it. Sounds good. Mick, let's My move on to you. What's your number nine? Apex Legends. Oh. Ooh. Anybody else have this on their list? No. I do not. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is, I was really into, kind of into Battle Royales for a while. Then when this game came out, really let me reconnect with my friends that I played games with before. Just, it's a fun drop-in, drop-out game, Battle Royale, where it really changes the genre with classes, with different characters, and having a ping system. So if I can't talk, I can yeah. still talk to my teammates. The announcer's great. The whole system of there's a drop master and it's only threes instead of fours. So when you're dropping in, you can you ch- can choose to diverge off your team, but if you don't want to, one person can lead everybody where to go. And okay. it's just a fun take on the battle royale genre. And I loved it. Yeah. I it's a shame Respawn I dropped I dropped off, year. but I still had a great time with that game. I, so I, I made my parents watch the game awards. It's kind of become a new 
tradition where I'm like, look at all the cool things that I'm into. Uh, And I think it was, I forget the character's name, Mirage. Yep. Is that his name? Uh, when when he did the whole thing where he had the v- 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 video there, my dad asked me that next day. He's like, well, "What was that game from? Because that looked really neat." So, Apex Legends, good stuff. Yeah, what I like about Apex Legends is that it it is a battle royale game, but with like a hardcore or not maybe hardcore, but a first person shooter, mm-hmm. a real first person shooter mechanics. Mm-hmm. That's. What I think is great about that game. Cool. Yeah. My number nine is Pokemon Sword. Oh. Pokemon Sword. Did you, do you guys have this on your list? No. No. No? Okay. Uh, Pokemon Sword I thought was really good. I I enjoyed it a lot. I played it and beat it over the holiday break. Uh, oh, so but the thing it. that... What, what was that? Oh, that you finished it yeah is that the last yeah. time you weren't very far into the game I, I think yeah i think last time we talked i only had my third badge or something like mm. that i liked it a lot uh i think it had some of the coolest towns that i have seen in a pokemon game i mm-hmm. just going to each town i was just like whoa this looks cool i like this um and then I think the thing that really stood out to me was the end game. Once you uh, beat the kind of tournament that you're supposed to do and you beat the champion, there's an end game that pop, 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 pops up with brand new characters that you haven't seen the entire game uh, and like a short story and and stuff. And it's fantastic. It's, it's great. Um, and I... I I think that's something that Pokemon has really, really struggled with in the past of just like, if you're a pretty casual fan like me, once you beat the Elite Four or whoever you need to beat, that's kind of it. Hmm. That's that's all you do. Uh, but this, I think, gives you a lot more options, gives you a little bit more story. Um, there were some other things that opened up that i still haven't checked out yet like the i think it was called the master's tower or something like that i don't remember i don't know what's called um but yeah yeah, i i thought i thought that was fun yeah pokemon games have been doing that lately or recently of Mm -hmm. adding some extra like chapter after you Mm -hmm. kind of beat the game i remember omega ruby and alpha sapphire started that and I think the other games have. I mean, been doing kind of. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Gold and Silver did that first, where they had a. They oh, had well, Kanto yeah, back. you have. Yeah, you have Kanto. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And you had yeah, to go but... fight Red at like level eighty. Yeah, which was one of the mm-hmm. coolest things ever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I'm I'm excited for the DLC. I'm I'm hoping that the new I- areas that they open up uh, will be pretty cool. I'm hoping to get back into it. I dropped off after the third gym, so it's something. You got some interesting stuff. Yeah. The the one thing that I will say that I think is the game's downfall maybe is the voice acting. There is none whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, which is typical of a Pokemon game, but I think 
this really could have benefited from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for yeah, example, there's a yeah, there's there's a Jim later in there who is like this punk rocker, and he just has this moment when you show up and he's supposed to be like singing this punk rock song and being like all right are you ready to pokemon battle and it's just there's nothing there's no sound and it's just like that's a shame yeah Mm. like you really could have just nailed this this would have been an awesome moment um but yeah yeah what can you do Mm -hmm. let's move on uh ignacio you're number eight number eight katana zero katana zero okay yeah hmm. do we better you have it on your list i haven't played it yet. i don't i started playing it i think the mm. soundtrack is fantastic i got oh, stuck yeah. uh and so that's why i was just like all right yeah i just want to give a shout out to katana zero because the gameplay is, is really fun and the mechanics mm-hmm. that the game has do, yeah, make it even better but yeah it also has a one of the reasons it's on my list is that it also has has a compelling story. I don't think you would expect that particular kind of game to have a story, but the game include gives your character a backstory and something to do in between missions. So yeah. you have your regular gameplay where you just go through a level, killing people, getting to your objective, objective. But in between those sections, you have, like, down, downtime moments. You go to therapy, and you talk to the doctor, and you can choose what do you tell this doctor. You've actually ha- been having these nightmares, so you can choose if you tell him or don't tell him, or what do you want to tell him. Um, right. And the, also, while that's happening, you get to see what your character does in his own personal time he goes back to his own apartment and you see what his life is like in between sections and how he befriends his neighbor so i think the story elevates the, the game the gameplay okay. itself is is great but the story i think really elevates it okay so that's why it's in my list i've been wanting yeah, to play that it game was... for so long it's really intriguing. Um, mm. I think I'm maybe an hour, hour and a half into the game, and I think it's a pretty short game too. It's like yeah, it's, five it's or six hours. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have no idea what's going on or why everything is happening. But there's some things that just right off the bat, I'm like, "Huh, what is going on here? What's mm-hmm. really happening here?" Um, and it, it's very intri- intriguing. Yeah, so, I like it. Mick, mm-hmm. number eight. Mario. 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 Yeah, it's that Luigi's is actually. That is also my number eight. Oh, Whoa. look at that! So yeah, so, yeah I so I love Luigi's Mansion Three. I love the floor designs of how they're all so unique, and then how they even play with like floor 13 because it's usually an unlikely floor that some hotels don't even have because they don't believe in right they want that not to have a floor 13 
And for floor 13 on the hotel, it's just like a, a club that you might see in a, a nice hotel. <laughs> yeah. So it's they play through so many tropes. It's so funny. It's adorable, cute. I think it really hit well in the Halloween season, too. Yeah. And introduction of Luigi I, and all the mechanics. It was just so much fun. I just wish they released it like a week earlier. Because then it would have been out like just in time for Halloween, not on Halloween exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's good. I had a lot of fun. I think there was so much imagination in each of the floor d- 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 designs. Um, that j- each once once you get past, I think like floor six, it 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 was each one was just like okay, what's next? Whoa, this one's an Egyptian one, and I have to suck up all this sand to reveal the 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 tomb. And you know, did you also have just, OCD where you uh, vacuumed up all uh, the sand in that? I level? vacuumed all of it. <laughs> okay, glad it wasn't just me. Because I I was like up everything. I was sitting there like, I hope this gives me something, but I really think it's not going to. Oh, no, it doesn't. Oh, well. I mean, it gives you like a <laughs> star, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was neat. I, I like that it also had like an in-game trophy system mm-hmm. thing. That was neat. Where you can actually um, get some that funny was things if I you do expect. all the stuff on it. Like if you got all the boos, then you got your flashlight turns into a boo. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you get some gold items, too. But, yeah, it was nice. It was a fun, adorable game. Man, Luigi is a party animal. He has a whole mansion. He has a ton of booze. <laughs> imagine imagine the parties. <laughs> How dare you? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was my number eight. I, I, I think when we were talking about it, earlier on the podcast uh the one thing that i really wish that they would have done differently is do something with the coins like make this a little bit more of a metroidvania style thing where i can upgrade my powers or go back to certain parts uh on my own time and not going back when they tell me to Mm -hmm. Uh, just just a bit more exploration Upgrade my powers once or twice. I, Not much, but I don't think you know. power upgrades is needed because it's like I think that would just take away from the difficulty a little bit. Even it's not difficult at all normally, but it would still like if you yeah. had a faster vacuum speed, then it would just take away the difficulty too much. Well, I I think I think that's the the thing of like you get the upgrades so that you can progress. How to speak? So okay. the difficulty technically stays the same, but if you didn't, if you don't get the upgrade, maybe it's a little more d- difficult. But you have so much money that it's just like, oh yeah, you can buy this upgrade. And I also don't want like a skill tree in that game. I love mm-hmm. how simple it is. Right? Yeah, just like maybe one upgrade to give me a stronger vacuum. Maybe one upgrade to give Guiji a little bit more health, or now I can shoot fire or something, and that's it. So, okay. Very simple and pared down mm-hmm. is what I think 
it, it could do. I think it'd be fantastic. Agreed. Ignacio, back to you. What's your number seven? Number seven. Link's Awakening. Oh, okay. So we can now talk about it. What did you think of that game? Well, as my first, as the first Zelda top-down game I've actually finished, I've really enjoyed that game. Mm-hmm. It it had its own charms, but also what they have you do in that game, I really enjoyed it. I think it's it's my type of game, so that's maybe why it's so high to high for me. Um, I don't know what what do you want to say about it. Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked the visual style. Uh, yeah. I think that's that stood out the most about that game to me. This was also my first top-down Zelda. I I tried to play, I think, was it Four Swords Adventures? I don't know if that one counts, but uh, I wasn't into it at the time. I, I didn't like it. I liked the 3D ones, but this... This was simple and updated enough where I felt like I could do it. Uh, Unfortunately, some of the dungeons at the end were kind of obtuse of just like, okay, what do I do? I don't, there's nothing telling me what to do. And then I just happened to like hit some rock and it's like, oh, there's the doorway. Uh, I don't think it, it was ever that ridiculous but yeah for sure some of the later levels maybe you Mm -hmm. did have to kind of stumble into the solution that is that's at least what happened to me multiple times but yeah even that doesn't take away from what the game is i really like going through all of the dungeons going through every dungeon having its own different thing and mm-hmm. getting all the upgrades, seeing that there's something I want but I can't get, and then later getting an upgrade and thinking, oh, maybe now I can get that other thing. I really yeah. like that kind of thing on, on games. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh-huh. Mick, what is your number seven? Cuphead on the Switch. So I oh. know this came out on the Xbox before. Yeah. But... I really got into it on the Switch. I finally beat it, and it was so much fun. I just loved how it was a smaller, and I think it being on the Switch with a smaller controller really helped, and also just playing it handheld too. I could see everything on the screen Mm -hmm. happening at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's perfect for the Switch. I think so too. I think it was awesome. They added more achievements to it, and it was just a blast to play. Mm -hmm. We have... DLC coming out this year? Uh, Supposedly. Maybe. They've been saying... They don't really say when, but the delectable last course looks fun. It's more Cuphead. Mm. Art in that game. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I I never finished it, though. I just didn't have the patience. And that's perfectly fine. I stuck with it, and I think it was so worth it to beat the final boss. Hmm. Yeah, it's that type of game where at first you get into a new level and it kicks your ass. Mm-hmm. But as you 
play more and die more, you actually start to see the whole pattern and master the level, and then you get to finish it. Yeah. But I just didn't have the patience to do that for however many levels. And that's yeah. okay, too. I mean, it's yeah. they also have an easier mode where you do it helps you learn the mechanics. And not It's not nearly as punishing. But mm. you just don't get to advance if you beat it. And I think it was like a good mix. It was it came at the perfect time too, where I was in a, a stump of like I don't know what to do. Mm. And okay. yeah, and it's also a great co-op game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. My number seven is Outer Wilds. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Not Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds. Not Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds. I did not get to play Outer Worlds, uh, which is the RPG by Obsidian. This is Mm -hmm. Outer Wilds, uh, which is the, like, Majora's Mask, like you're on a 22-minute time loop Mm -hmm. kind of exploring the galaxy. Um, And, yeah, this game was fascinating. I, I, I felt like I was on a roller coaster through this game because it starts out, it's very calming. Uh, it's very chill. The the aesthetic is kind of this like backwoods redneck. We built a spaceship out of plywood and a chair that, that we found, right? Um, but you explore your home world for a bit and then you get the keys to your spaceship and you go up in your spaceship and there's like you realize that there's no loading in between all of this stuff like this is all just one universe and you can go to any of the planets like in this universe and just explore um and it took me i don't know two hours to kind of get my feet and understand it and like oh okay here's what i need to do um but once you start uncovering the mystery mm-hmm. that's in that world there and realize that your ship has this uh like map slash they 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 call it a rumor board and it uh it's the only thing that does not get erased every 22 minutes so it keeps a log of everything that you've learned of like oh you learned about the something 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 over here on this planet but you didn't get all of it so maybe you should go back there you you know um and it's it was fascinating once i got into the mystery uh, 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 mystery of it all i felt like i couldn't stop um and then unfortunately i kind of ruined the ending for myself Oh no! I got frustrated, and I got stuck. Like I did everything right. I figured it out. I knew everything that I needed to do to beat the game. I had to go get this one thing, and then come over here and do this and that. And I kept getting stuck because there's one planet that you have to get by these giant angler fish. That if you make any sound, they will eat you. Insta kill. You're done. And I tried for like an hour or two or, or two just to get past these things. And I was like, I'm not moving. I'm not making any sound. I don't understand this. I've done this before. How does it? Uh. So I was like, all right, 
I'm watching a YouTube video. And I watched it. And I was like, huh. That was really underwhelming. And then that next day, I went back and I beat the game for myself, finally. Um, and it, it hit me entirely differently. I was just like, whoa. This is... This is really cool. This is sad. I like this. Is thing. it like when you earn it, know the full picture, it's a kid's a better story type of thing? Yeah, like it, it really felt that I did the thing rather than just watching someone else. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's it has this really melancholy ending that just makes you think and it's it sits with you. Just like, huh. Okay. I yeah, I did the thing. Hmm. There you go. So, Outer Wilds, highly recommend it. Uh I know that was a lot of people's game of the year in the games industry. I think it was Giant Bomb's game of the year. Yeah, so, out yeah. of that it was like in their top 3. Yeah. So, there you go. Ignacio, number 6. Yep. Number six, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Ooh. Do any of you have it? No. I didn't oh. get to play it. Resident oh. At number six spot, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it was a really well done game and a really fun game. This is, was actually my second Resident Evil game I played. The other one being Remake 1. And yeah, I really love the gameplay. That's what really okay. stood up to me. Especially knowing that it's a remake of a PS1 game and knowing what the gameplay actually was mm -hmm. through Remake 1, it really stands out how well done the remake is. Like, I, I hope more people do a remake kind of in this way. But yeah, even... The, even that for the game itself, I really enjoyed the really the sense of being trapped in a place with all the zombies and you only have some limited amount of resources. You have right. to figure out how how to go through all these places to get to from point A to point B, knowing that you have X amount of of bullets and whatever and figuring out what you have to do solving the puzzles going through the story I really enjoyed it uh, sadly I did have to kind of rush through the game since not long after this game came out Kingdom Hearts 3 came out mm -hmm. so sadly I had to rush rush through it a bit but still I I don't think it really impacted much of my enjoyment of the game and yeah if you haven't played it and at least you're interested in kind of horror type of games or suspense type of games, you should really check it out. Yeah. I think now's a good time to check it out too because the remake of 3 is coming yeah. out sometime On in 2020. April, I think, maybe. Yeah. I think it's April. I may be wrong, Something but I think like it's that. April. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. What about you, Mick? What's your number six? Modern Warfare. Ooh. Oh. There's going to be, I think it's my last shooter on my list. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was a great 
uh, change to the Modern Warfare and Call of Duty formula. The story was good. The campaign was really fun and engaging. Uh, I don't think there's too much else to say besides it was just a fun shooter and I had a great time with it. The only bad thing was their co-op mode because I loved the Spec Ops mode from Modern Warfare's 1 and 2 back in the day. And they were mm-hmm. advertising it as being that, but it wasn't. It was hyper difficult. It was throwing swarms of enemies at you to stop you from doing something, whatever it is. And it just was not fun. And I still need to do three more of them to get one of my last achievements in the game. But besides that, the uh, multiplayer, their new mode is awesome. 2v2, random weapons. And other than that, I think it just had a great time with it. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, man, I, I remember playing the original Modern Warfare back in the day. Good times. Hmm. Good times. My number six is Ape Out. <laughs> Have you guys gotten to play Ape Out? I played yeah. it. I loved this one. This one was so much fun. Yeah, it's a fun game. Um, so... I bought and played Ape Out over the holiday b- break. Um, it's a pretty short game. It, kind of around the same length as Katana Zero. It's about maybe five hours at the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's not that long. Yeah, but there's there's four stages. Each stage is represented as an album, a jazz a- yeah. album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on that album there's usually around eight eight tracks which are the different levels um and yeah you play as an ape escaping and trying to get out uh and you can just smash all of these people uh that are in your way and it's this like top down view with kind of this Saul bass design style uh it looks really neat but the thing that stood out to me was the music in in this game. Apparently, underneath it all, there's an AI system that is basically making these songs based on your style of, of play and what's happening in there. There's the more obvious, like, you grab someone and toss them and they get smashed up against the wall. And when they hit the, that wall, there's a big crash symbol uh but even the drums underneath will change depending on how you're playing how hurt you are uh how many characters are left alive all of that stuff so it's completely reacting to you and how you play and i thought that was amazing yeah the whole Uh, whole game you're making a jazz album Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh and the last level of, of this so much fun it, it was just it, it's like the same kind of vein as untitled ghost game where it's just pure joy that last one okay um, so i i had a lot, lot of fun with that and i think this game also wins the award for best like game over screen oh yeah when you die, it has just in big bold text. It says "dead," and then it has like a map of the 
uh, course that you're running through and a white line showing you all the spots that you, that, that you, you went. And I thought that was neat. I wish uh, yeah. on the game over screen too, it like played the, your soundtrack for the level besides yeah. when you beat it, it that like played it nice. when you die. And then it has like the messing up sound when you die, just that mm-hmm. little more flair to it. And I, I haven't explored the end game stuff, but it unlocks a new mode once you beat the game um, and and some stuff like that. I haven't explored it, but it, it, it looks neat. So there we go. Uh, do you guys want to take a break real fast and c- come back and do our top five, or are we good to go? Can we keep tr- trucking along? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. We will yeah. keep trucking along then. Uh Ignacio. Yeah. What's your number five? Number five. We're down to our top five. My number five game is Death Stranding. Woohoo. And, yeah, I don't know. Do you have it on your list? I do, yes. It is it'll is it be coming lower? up soon here. Okay, so we can skip it for now. Okay. Mick. Yes. How about you? What is your top five? Kingdom Hearts 3. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Number five? Yeah. I think there's some better games that I enjoyed. For We'll talk about later. But for me, like I was anticipating the game a lot. But there was still a lot that I just could not forgive. Even though I did enjoy it a lot. There's some other games that just really stood out more to me. I'm disappointed on you. I'm still fan extraordinaire, though. Don't you worry. Yeah, no, clearly you're not. No. It's in my top ten list, at least. Can't call yourself that now. Okay. I feel attacked. I'll go turn in my Keyblade. Yeah. Uh, So, Ignacio, I'm assuming that's higher up on the list. Yeah. We'll get to that. So, my number five. My number five was Life is Strange 2. Okay. Hmm. Is strange too. Um, this game, I thought was fantastic. I I'm a big fan of this series. Uh, Life of Strange One is one of my favorite g- g- games, and this was an interesting step forward. It's the same universe, but it's all new characters, uh, all new location, and it has a really interesting story. It's about these two brothers who are on the run from the cops. Um, there was an incident at their home and their father died uh, and they are blamed for the death even though it was a cop that uh, shot their father now the cop is dead their neighbor is dead their father is dead bad stuff right yeah and they're on the run from the cops but it turns out all those people are dead because your younger brother has superpowers. Uh, and so you're kind of trying to figure out what to do. You need to be the older brother slash you're now his father figure kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Like you need to help raise him. And normally in a game like this where you can make choices to be like, okay, I want to say this thing. Or I want to say that thing instead. Um, usually you, you can see the direct consequences of your choices. Or of, of like, oh, if I choose to play the game like an asshole, things will probably 
end up where I am still an asshole at the end of, of the game. Um, this one was interesting because you are trying to raise your younger brother, but he's his own person. And so you might end up wanting to choose one thing, but depending on your choices and what you've shown him or how you've raised him, he might go along or he might not. He might do something else. Um, and so it's this whole other idea of like, okay, well, what do I teach him? Do I know how that's going to affect me? No, I don't. How is that going to affect us down the road? Um, and it just adds this other layer to decision making in in games that I, I thought was phenomenal. Um, and the ending that I got, it felt like the rug was pulled on from underneath me but it never felt like i got a bad ending um and and looking up some of the other possibilities online it seems like they all kind of were like that mm-hmm. where it's there is no right or wrong or there is no g- good one there is no bad one they all c- kind of have a little bit of good and bad in them at the same time kind of like a life is strange one ending well life is strange one it ultimately comes down to one of two choices mm-hmm. where you save the town or you don't um and there's one that's you're pr- probably supposed to do but you don't have to pick that one right Th- this one i i picked a certain ending and at the last second something else happened and i was just like what no that's not what i wanted like oh my god but then it also turned out fine not in the way i wanted it to but it was just like all right well i didn't feel like i got a bad ending but it just it, it it really demonstrated that there was this second layer, this second person that can make his own choices. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was fantastic. Okay. Go. Ignacio, yep. number four. Number four, Judgment. Surprises is hard for you. Huh? Yeah, well... I have to say that at first I wasn't very high for the for the game. I wasn't enjoying it much, even mm-hmm. for a long time. And I I think that's mainly because right before I played Judgment, I had just finished my full playthrough of the whole Yakuza series. I had finished Yakuza Six, I think maybe the day prior. So. For the longest time, I wasn't vibing with the game because I was just, like, wasn't giving the new cast the, like, the fair opportunity. Like, I I was expecting to have something similar to what I had before with the other characters, and now I, I just have this new cast, new people that are in the same city, and I'm here in the same terms. So for the longest time, it wasn't vibing with me, I think, because of that. But then as the story progressed, and you can't, you get to spend more time with these characters, you go through a lot. 
I started just uh, accepting these characters more and that made me enjoy more of the story and actually connect with them and even until the end I really enjoyed the ending and I wanted to keep being with these people now so I think maybe it isn't higher because I wasn't vibing with it at, at first but it's this high mm -hmm. because by the end I did manage to connect with these characters and with the story and I do want to see more from them Okay. Yeah. Does does this game make you more excited or l less excited for uh, the new Yakuza game, Yakuza Seven, like a dragon? Uh, maybe now that I had I not played Judgment and maybe had I just jumped into the next Yakuza, mm -hmm. I think I probably wouldn't be as accepting as I would be now. I would have okay. probably the same problem as I had with Judgment, only now it's a proper Yakuza game, so maybe it would have been worse. But now, having played Judgment and distancing myself more from the core Yakuza cast, I think now I can give the next Yakuza maybe a more fair uh, try. Sure. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Mick, mm -hmm. number four. Control. 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 I have it on my list too. Higher yes, up? Yes, so. I have it on my list yeah. higher up as well. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Let me write Control down. Control. Go. And then my number four was... Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's uh, higher. Up. That's higher up on people's that's list. That's yeah. way higher up mine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me write that down. Jedi Fallen Order, and we will bring it back to Ignacio for your number three. <laughs> number three is Control. Control. Okay. So Kyle, do you have it higher? Uh, let's see. Let me check my list here. I do actually. Okay. I do. Uh, so, so Mick, yes, not Mick. Number three, or number three, Shadowbringers. No, I yeah. did not play that one. <laughs> I assume you guys didn't. Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've talked about this a lot throughout this whole podcast so far, but this was one of the coolest expansions ever for an MMO. With the areas, the whole point of the expansion is you are whisked away to this other world where this calamity is about to happen. And this calamity is there's a huge imbalance in the world with either the elements or the, between the light and darkness, and it just gets overwhelmed by one thing. And in, in this world, mm -hmm. it's when light wins and beats the warriors of darkness, but then it turns out that light is so corrupting in its own right, way that this wave of light sweeps over the planet to where now there's only like five small different state-sized areas are left and everything beyond that those lands it's like this huge wave of light that is uninhabitable and it's spewing out these creatures called light cre uh, i don't know the full name of them but it's like creatures so possessed by light that they are unstoppable in their ways and there's one area where it's like a 
all around party where people just don't care anymore. Others are trying to save the world and you are going into this world as a warrior of light, but fighting against the light and using your warrior of light powers to absorb these light creatures and doing stuff that nobody else could. And it just all comes into this one thing where you are finally fending off the light once and for all and bringing balance back. And they add new mechanics to the game because, of course, it's MMO, so combat is very different to other Final Fantasy games. But they have ways where it's like not telegraphing attacks as much because that's a whole big part of uh, the combat, especially in dungeons and raids, is you are avoiding these attacks while trying to do, deal enough damage, heal, and just stay on top of the game on and kill the big enemy. But finally, the big raid in all of this is this one light creature that you might hope you can bring to your side by feeding it memories of these elements from your world that would slowly regenerate the rest of the world. And they bring back old bosses that you fought before and new bosses with major twists on them. And it's such a cool fight. There's four cool fights that I don't think could be done anywhere else. Hmm. Plus the new classes are awesome. There's a new dancer class who's a DPS slash healer. And there's a Gunbreaker who is like Squall from Final Fantasy VIII, who's a tank. And they just work so well in the whole meta narrative of the game. I'm starting to get FOMO <laughs> for Final Fantasy XIV. I, I remember when it came out originally. And yeah. I've never played one of the online Final Fantasies. Not much of like a MMO player or stuff like that, so... It's all just like, give me the mainline ones that I can play by myself. But you might have heard like this is one bed. of the best Final Fantasy stories. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing, and people won't shut up. And it's just like, <laughs> hey, won't shut up. I I just I think I'm missing out on something that I should be playing. You absolutely are. It takes a long time to get to it. Because the one bad thing about Final Fantasy XIV is so it's I hear. a long... It's a story. They want you to have the full picture before moving forward. So yeah. to get to an expansion, you need to beat all the main story for the past expansion. And that includes for the main game where eventually sometime this year they are going to reduce it by a lot, making it a lot more accessible to people. You don't have to spend mm-hmm. 200 hours just to get to the first expansion. Yeah. Do you need... Oh. Uh, membership. Yes, it's. You have to pay month, month, month. It's ten dollars a month, but actually, there might be. A, there's two different options. There's like a ten dollar or eight dollars and fifteen dollars. Eight dollars, you get one character, and fifteen, you get more. You get four on each realm, but one character is enough because one character can be every job and class in the game. Gotcha. Because mm-hmm. it plays off of the job system. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Well, my number three mm-hmm. is one that I'm assuming is not on any of your guys' lists. The Division 2. <laughs> no, I completely forgot that game came out no. this year. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I had so much fun with this game. Uh, I decided to pick it up. I was actually watching someone stream it and, and just be like, this looks really cool. This looks fun. And so I picked it up. I played it by myself. Uh, cause I am sad and alone and I have no friends. Uh, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I thought it was exactly the right level of challenge that I wanted. 
from a game. Uh, and I, I just, I kind of did all the story stuff and bounced off it, and I loved it. It was fun. I like. I really don't have much else to say about it besides that. It was just that I enjoyed the moment-to-moment playing this uh, so much. And since I grew up in Northern Virginia, I was in D.C. all the time. And it's like, I've been here. I've been inside that building. This is exactly Hmm. what this looks like. This is really weird. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. They did DC really well. Made it look awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was like I've I've been all up and down these streets. This is ridiculous. The subway looks exactly like that. Oh my god. <laughs> and hey, it wasn't on so. fire though, so it's not exactly one for one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Kyle, do mm-hmm. you not think the game is a bit repetitive? Because that's the main reason why I stopped playing the game. Not long uh, after I started. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of that typical Ubisoft, like, go into a new a- area, find the, or, like, that game's version of the tower to unlock all the missions that you need to go do, and then you go do that stuff. And so, I mean, it's it's pretty repetitive, uh, but the a- 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 AI in that game is fantastic. Um, it it really feels like they upped their game on on that stuff. So it it felt like a challenge to by myself push through all of that, uh, which I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. So because this is a g- 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 game that they want you to squ- to squat up with and be like, oh, when there's three or four of you, you guys can go take back. DC and I was like I'm gonna I, do it by myself I did like how they changed the world after you did certain objectives so like after you beat certain bosses and got far enough in the game you they added new enemies they added new uh more powerful things in the world that just like it changed the difficulty yeah. enough enough to really make it engaging and continue to be exactly. engaging even at higher levels exactly do you want to know a secret what because I played this game by myself, I actually didn't do any of the raids or get the end gig game when that new enemy type takes over. I just did as much as I could, had fun, and stopped. And I was like, great. This was fun. Okay. I mean, the final is dungeon is fun. I'll say that. It's a lot, though. But, I mean, if you had fun, that's yeah. good. And and that's the thing, like, those raids and those dungeons are designed for you to be there with other people. It, it, it would be a nightmare for me to do it by myself. So I was just like, well, I had a great time. Sayonara. So, there you go. That was my number three. Ignacio, number yep. two. Number two. Well, we can now finally talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. Meek. Yeah. So, you want to go first since it's your number two and it's higher? No, you go first. I want to know why it's not higher for you. I thought it was a very (laughs) fun game. I thought it was a great follow-up to everything before. 
and tied up a lot of stuff. But so far, so good. I think Disney played too much of a role in this game with how handholdy and sticking their fingers in the pot because there yeah. was not nearly enough mix of the overarching story in each world. And plus, I think in a lot of the worlds, you weren't in the story. Because I think the best example of you being in the story was The Lion King and Mulan, where you actually were, like, with uh, in Mulan, you were with uh, all the three of her comrades going along fighting for China, going along with Mulan. But in Tangled, mm-hmm. you are in and out most of the time. In Frozen, you're just chasing them down while they're going up and down the mountain and getting knocked off three or four times. Sure. Yeah. I just think Disney played. Uh, they since they were doing newer properties, Disney was too handled and didn't want any changes. Mm. Yeah, but you also you also had uh, words like Toy Story or Big Hero Six, where you just played a new story on the world. That's and actually you really enjoy that. And those were some of my favorite worlds too, because yeah. you were yeah. a lot more involved. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, I, this didn't even make my t- t- top 10 list, which is blasphemy as a Kingdom Hearts fan. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I think this is one of those things that they kind of put their foot in the mouth of promising a third game and then not knowing what to do with it. Um, I don't, I don't think they necessarily knew exactly how to end it really uh which mm. as if you've beaten the game it's still not really ending yeah. <laughs> um and I, i'm excited for when more of it comes but it's just they i i think they're trying to do too many things with this game and it ends up not really knowing what it wants to be yeah because mm. uh, if if they want this to be a gay game that is geared towards children then the story that they've been building up like this is a game that was on the PlayStation 2 a long time ago like you're you're not really doing yourself any favors by re-releasing it no one really knows what's happening here um except for people like us that have played it since it came out right especially on the uh, Xbox where nobody could have played yeah. it before until 3 yeah yeah exactly and so it just like if they wanted to make this really fun RPG with bright colors and great action and all that stuff. And, oh, look, it's Donald Duck. Oh, look, it's Big Hero 6. And there's Baymax and stuff like that. Like, that could be really fun just by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then yeah, well, the Kingdom so... Hearts stuff that was actually like, oh, this is really Kingdom Hearts story and lore and stuff like that, to me was just like, well, this is what I wanted, but it feels very disjointed. Mm. Oh, that was me yeah to me I mean I, I don't think it's a perfect game it just has its problems some mm-hmm. narrative problems like you said yeah though the frozen world and the tangled worlds though those are valid complaints and to be fair yes I would have rather have more more Square Enix and less Disney or more Kingdom Hearts and less Disney but still I I don't think, for me, that doesn't take away from from the things I liked from the game. I did enjoy 
going on an adventure with these characters I've been seeing through all of these games. And I mm -hmm. like how they, they actually tied in all of the other kind of spin-off games into this own game. How they resolved some narrative threats. For example, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't played. But when they bring back Roxas and mm -hmm. Xion... That to me was a great moment for the game. Oh, and they... don't get me wrong. I loved the game. I had a lot of fun playing it. I 100%ed yeah. it and platinum did. Yeah. So, like, I had a great time playing it. It's just like there's some things that I think other games had more complete stories and were able to tie things up better in uh, one package compared to Kingdom Hearts. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess to me, those highs were so high for me that the lows didn't take away from it. Well, yep. it might change. My ranking might change too with the DLC coming out later this month. Sure. Yeah, it does seem to be more of a continuation of that last third, like or it's, half of the game. It's fixing a lot of the complaints. Like, there's no Final Fantasy representation, so yeah. that's being fixed. There's more story. There's. It sounds mm -hmm. like they're going to do something like the data organization in Kingdom Hearts Two, which mm -hmm. was one of the best parts of that game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. Let's kick cool. it over to Mick. Number two. Fallen Order. Oh. Wars I had Order. a fantastic time with this game. I have one achievement left that I need to farm, but I think it was a fantastic Star Wars story and was a great uh, lead up when it came in when I was doing a full Star Wars watch through to get ready for The Rise of Skywalker. And so I think it, I started playing it right when I got to that saga of star wars and it was a great story and gave more context about order 66 i think the gameplay was really fun it was challenging and i think i just really enjoyed going through the levels that they were so fleshed out especially the story was really fleshed out and was really fun to play through yeah i 100 percent agree me too i think that was the the game that i played this year that had the most moments where I like literally out loud was just like, wow, yeah, this is cool. Mm -hmm. um, for, for me, that boss fight with the like big dragon bat looking thing. Um, that was wild. That like, that is the exact kind of thing that I expect from a respawn campaign. Of just like moment to moment, all right, starts out typical ba -ba -ba boss fight, but now we get to the next stage and now we're falling and, and what is happening? And this is why just moment to moment, it was a spectacle. I was streaming yeah. that fight and people were, when I was leading up to it, I had no idea what was coming. And my Twitch chat was saying, oh no, you better watch out. It's going to take a long time. And I beat it in one try. And they're like, <laughs> nice. oh my god, how'd you do that? Which one? <laughs> the like the whole f the bat fight entirely. It's like, oh, what are you talking about? That wasn't too bad. Yeah, that wasn't that bad. It, like, yeah, it, it it was so much fun though. Is 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 the thing of just watching it all happen? Like now we're a thousand feet up in the sky, falling, and I have to yeah. fight this thing in in the sky amazing so good mm -hmm. so much fun 
Um, so I liked that a lot. I, I I still think Star Wars Clone Wars, the the cartoon, is has some of my favorite and best Star Wars m- moments. I think this story fit along in there with that. Um, I just like the kind of stories that they tell. Uh, but yeah, I like I, I as as far as what I feel like a Star Wars story should be or how it should feel or how it should go. I, I I felt like this was fine. It was good. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. I know there's some people out there who are much higher on it. Like, oh, this is one of the best Star Wars stories that I've seen. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy, enjoyed it. The thing for me that knocked it down to my number four was I never felt like I was in control of my character. I I didn't like the slower, more methodical combat. That's it's it's just not for me. Um, so I ended up having to knock it down to story mode, and and go f- from there. Uh, but I still really enjoyed it. See, I felt, I, I I felt the exact opposite. I thought I was fully in control, and once yeah. I got the hang of my com- the combat. It wasn't as slow, methodical as you think. It's methodical, yes, but mm-hmm. it's methodical like in the heat of the action. Like you are hitting people, then somebody's about to come up and attack you. You learn when to block right away, and sure. it might be methodical at first because you are learning those steps. But once it really clicks into place, especially like a third of the way through the game, I think for me it did. It like it felt so fast and fluid. Yeah. See with. With me, I would hit the block button, and it felt like he wouldn't block when I wanted him to. to, to. It felt like it took a second or two for mm-hmm. him to get, 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 get it up there. And, yeah, I mean, I, it, it just, it, I kind of knew going in, like, my style of combat is not the Dark Souls style. Um, so I... I Dealt with it as best as I as I could. Uh, besides that, I loved it though. It was fantastic. Yep. I can't I can't wait to see what they do with this down the road. Like oh, that's yeah. the thing I'm most excited ab- 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 about. Like they have so much good things within this game. It's just like, what are they gonna do next when they perfect it all? Like, oh, that's gonna be good. Yeah, and they absolutely there you go. because it was such a fun game, and I think it was a huge success when it came out too. It came out the perfect mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Uh, moving on to my number two, Control. We can finally oh. talk about that. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think? I. Uh, it was a great game. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I mean that's why it was not my number four pick. I th- yeah. What what about the game specifically stood out to you? Was it the combat? Was it the art style? Was it the story? I think it was a little bit of everything. The only thing that the okay. reason it's not higher was because there were technical glitches in it, like the downtime right? yeah. between deaths and the spike in difficulty for the bosses, especially the final the, the post game bosses were extremely pointing system. Checkpoint system being good. so varied, yeah. but yeah, yeah, 
No, that's, that's basically about it. Like, but it was a fun time. Yeah, to me, what I really enjoyed up the things I really enjoyed about the game were the world building. Did it presented yes. an in- interesting world, like an alternative world to ours, and also the gameplay I really enjoyed, especially the powers they give you, the ability to pull something to you as if it were with the force. I really enjoyed how it felt, even more than how Jedi Fallen Order did it. Also, mm-hmm, the, your ability to fly. But yeah, yeah, the the things that bring it down are the technical issues. Also, mm-hmm. the checkpointing is really bad. I really, I actually recently came back to it. I wanted to platinum the game, but because of the checkpointing. I just didn't have the patience to do all that. So I gave up on the platinum. And also the writing or maybe the acting I wasn't really that great in some parts. Like for example, whenever the protagonist I forgot her name. Do you guys Jessie remember? Her name? Yeah, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. Whenever she would talk to someone and then all of a sudden stop and in her mind go, okay, that's where I'll stop it. It always felt kind of awkward mm-hmm. to me. And I I think it had way too much of it. But other than that, I I really enjoyed the game as a whole. That's why I had it on my number three. I, I heard someone say, and this is he say, she say stuff. So take this with a grain of salt. But I heard someone say when the game came out that it seemed like maybe they had a dialogue option system in the game that didn't make it. And that's why those sequences where it was like, uh, it like focused in on her eyes and she had that inner monologue and stuff like that. Maybe it felt a little bit disjointed because of that. Like they ended up taking something out and then replacing it with something else. Maybe. Mm, Who knows? That would make sense with how awkward they tend to be yeah this game was my shit though this uh the atmosphere in this game they nailed it the like paranormal bureaucracy that is in 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 this i want more please give me more well, we have dlc it's so good yeah. yeah and just uh i mean i i i don't necessarily feel like the rewards in this game were necessarily super rewarding but the lore that you picked up just writing about why they can't take pencils into the matings or figuring out that there's a fridge that if you stop looking at it it will like destroy the universe there was such like great world building for a crazy thing too like it was all so weird to read about but it felt so commonplace there that you yeah, really felt like it was absolutely. a fully fleshed out world absolutely mm. uh that was my number two and i did platinum that game oh yeah i nice. en- enjoyed getting that one so good stuff yeah all right number one ignacio what is your number game of the year your, your personal game of the year my personal game of the year of 2019 is 
Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't talk much when you guys talked about it because I wanted to keep my thoughts for the for my top one. Okay, so uh Jedi Fallen Order is really a great game. I really enjoyed first of all I, I enjoyed the gameplay. I didn't have the problem you had, Kyle, with it feeling like you mm-hmm. with the not feeling not you had con- control control yeah. of the character. I actually felt the quite the opposite. I feel like once you mastered the gameplay, it would just become very fluid to me going between enemies and even to the point that even if I heard someone shoot something out of the screen, I knew exactly when to press mm-hmm. the block button mm-hmm. to deflect it. So that I I really enjoyed the gameplay it presented. Uh, the story. Kyle Kessis maybe might be not that interesting of a character or maybe not that compelling but going through that journey and getting to the end i i really connect with him i for sure enjoyed him as a character more towards the end than when you start with him for sure yeah i think as as a star wars story i haven't watched clone wars that much so i don't i only have the movies to compare but I think mm-hmm. it might be my favorite Star Wars story, for sure. Cool. Going through the world, uh, finding all the secrets, finding all these echoes with stories about people that were there. I really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I really loved that game. It's. I think it was. It might have been the only game this year, other than Kingdom Hearts three where I couldn't stop thinking about the game. Like, even when I wasn't playing, I really wanted to keep playing it. Yeah. And this year, I only had that feeling with Kingdom Hearts. Other than this. So that's why it's my number one game of the year. Good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Nick. Great stuff. So. What about you? I, I have a feeling I know what it is. Guess. I think it's Sekiro. Yeah, it is. This oh, game was about to guess. This game came out of nowhere. I bought it because of the Game Awards and getting Game of the Year nominations and wins, and I just had to play it, after, especially after playing Fallen Order. And yeah. I'm so surprised about how much I'm hooked on it. And I think me not playing Dark Souls or Bloodborne before it really has helped because when looking about it online people who complain about the most are the ones who played Dark Souls and Bloodborne because the combat is nothing like those games. It is Mm -hmm. all about blocking and being in the combat and being stealthy as well and not just roll to win and iframes or whatever the hell that is. It's you are going in there with your sword, you are taking enemies out one by one, and then when it's about one or two left, you are going in there and fighting your heart out, blocking their attacks, waiting for them to lose their parry meter so you can get a death blow on them. And let me tell you, this game is gruesome, too. Like, death blows. Are you stabbing your sword in them and blood spraying out? But the way the game progresses, too, is you have abilities. You have skill trees. You're not just getting attack. uh, You upgrade your your health and your attack by killing enemies and killing bosses. It's not just through experience points. Through experience points, you're getting special abilities. Like, you can use somebody's blood as a spray to hide yourself again and get another stealth kill on somebody. And 
it the game teaches you so well all these mechanics because there's bosses that really hammer home like what you need to do for the first boss it's fairly straightforward because it's just teaching you you can run and dodge but also here's grappling points because you lose your arm in the first 10 minutes of the game and you get this ninja tool that has a grappling hook and you can get other abilities like throw shurikens with it pull out an umbrella throw firecrackers throw uh make it be a flamethrower to kill enemies and that boss is like you can use your firecrackers to really whittle down this guy's health or his stamina meter to get a death blow on him and then another boss later on uh genichiro is telling you you cannot dodge my attacks you better deflect them and you better deflect them fast enough because it's going to take a long time for you to get my health down but it's not going to take nearly as long for you to get my stamina meter down so you can kill me and then yeah. you learn later on it's not just about getting stamina kills it's also it's not also just about getting health kills because both of those lead to a death blow it's one also affects the other. The higher your health, the faster your stamina regens. So, and also mm. the same for enemies. So you're wheeling down their health, so they can also you can keep their pair, uh, their stamina meter from regening, and being aggressive that way. It all culminates into a fantastic game that is very tough. Yes, but when it clicks, it really clicks. And I have like two bosses left now. One is the super boss, and one is the final boss. And I can't wait to beat them and get and try and get the endings. Okay. And plus, the story is really good too. It's hard to explain, but it's just like a story about how you're trying to stop immortality in the world. Wait, what? Interesting. So you're uh, basically this guardian of this young lord whose blood causes you to not die. Okay. Which is shadows die twice. You have the ability to come back in combat and keep going. But you also learn that you coming back more than once is starting to affect the people around you. Everybody has this disease called dragon rot. And the more you come back, the more you're pulling their life force, making them more susceptible to this disease. And when you do, when they do succumb to dragon rot, you are not longer able to do their side quests. You're not, it's harder to get help from them. And it's just affecting them more. There's ways to cure it, but that's a limited way. And so Mm -hmm. you and this young lord who can't get hurt, can't die, and is being chased by these other enemies like Genichiro and other people who are experimenting and were trying to get immortality, you both are agreed that enough is enough. You have to end this. And so it's this long quest to stop, to cure immortality through this young lord. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely try it out at some point. I would say stick with it if you can. It's definitely tough, tougher than most games, tougher than Fallen Order. But I think the pairing system mm. is way better. It teaches you like what the best times are. You learn just by watching enemy swords. You know when to parry, and it it really is a fantastic game, a really well made game. And plus, there's a lot of exploration elements in it too, and side bosses, and other bosses are really fleshed out. So yeah, cool, cool. Good stuff. My number one is Death Stranding. Okay. I really enjoyed this game. Um, I tried to not get too deep into the conversation uh, as it was coming out because this was dominating all of the conversations and I didn't really want to go in uh, like spoiled. I had seen enough to know that like I think I'm going to like this. 
And then at one point it got to the bit to a, a bit like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. Uh, and then the one thing that got me interested again was the conversation, was this idea that so many people were so conflicted with this game. Some people loved it. Some people thought this was garbage. And it was like, no, there's no way it would be on anyone's top 10 mm. list. And there's some people who was like, this is the best game I've ever played. This is amazing. Um, and I, 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 I don't know if it was, you know, the best game that's out there or stuff like that. But I think in 2019, this was an experience that I don't think I've ever had before. And I really enjoyed. I remember talking to Ignacio after I had beat the the game and basically saying this is a game that's a giant metaphor for depression like this is the story of kojima of what happened when his world was destroyed and he could basically no longer do what he had to do all of his connections in the industry were basically taken away and now Mm -hmm. he has to start from scratch he has to rebuild all of that um and that I think is the kind of personal storytelling that I really want from a game. Like, tell me what was what was your journey through that like? That's what I really really want to investigate. Um, because mm. I I don't think we see things like that in video games all that much. Sure, we we have games uh, about de. de- depression um or mental illness and stuff like that but we don't on this budget or on this scale or with this much attention and it's it's interesting to see him tell his story through all of this metaphor uh through this dreamlike world and Hmm. i was fascinated yeah. So I I I thought it was cathartic to take these long journeys to listen to the music, uh, to figure out the best way to traverse the the land, and I think like Ignacio mentioned as his favorite mechanic of of the of the year, the social aspects of this game work phenomenally. Like yeah, I, I think, sure. even if you don't like this game, you have to you have to at least say like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like that stuff works. Yeah. So. Yeah, I for me, the reason it's not higher on the list is that I I think the gameplay can get in its own way at at some point or at, at mm-hmm. several points on the game. But you're right. I think that. The type of gameplay the game has, this peculiar type of gameplay, it's just you walking from one point to another, carrying all these packages. It does kind of build into this idea of you trying to reconnect other people or even yourself as you find out later all the problems Sam has in his life and how this journey helps him. And also, yeah traveling by yourself through this kind of like destroyed world or at points you feel very lonely in your game but you also feel connected to other people seeing all these other structures 
So that's a very peculiar thing. You feel alone, but you also feel like you're not alone in your journey. So that, right. that I think does help into the narrative that it presents. Also, the world it creates, even though at first it, it kind of seems like it's it's just random stuff that came from Kojima's mind that you just have to go with. By the end, it all makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that, that had me worried that I wouldn't actually understand everything by the end. But the game does a great job in a way explaining what's going on and why certain characters are the way they are, why their motivation is what it is. So that's why Death Running is a great game. Well, or at least the story and the mechanics it presents are great. Right. Cool. Yeah. Good I, stuff. I want to try this game eventually if it's on sale, but I, when it first came out, it just did not intrigue me at all. So, I mean, yeah, hearing you guys I'm talk about it, though, it sounds awesome. But just watching the gameplay, watching everything else, it's just like, eh, it's cool. Yeah. Just not for me. Yeah, that's why I think the gameplay can get in its own way a lot. Because it, it, it isn't very appealing just walking from one place to another. And I feel like when I say that the game is very long, it isn't that long games can be good or that that it's necessarily bad but i think most of the time it's taken by you just walking from one point to another doing practically not much just walking so i can mm-hmm. see why walking the by the gameplay can steer people away from this game right yeah yeah and it being my game of the year it's still not one that i think like it's 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 hard to recommend this yeah game this is not something that i would recommend to someone just like hey this is the first time that i bought a ps4 what should i play i don't think death death stranding would be anywhere near that list of here's the stuff that you absolutely need to to play but it is an experience that i think if maybe you're more used to how video games work uh or you you just you just want a different experience this is one i think of like oh you need to play this is one if if you want something that is out of the ordinary yeah then okay. this is one you should you should pick up and play yep uh Okay, let's see here. We have all given our top 10 list. Here's what we'll do. We will take a short break so I can tally up all of this uh, stuff. And we will return in just a bit, and we will announce what our top 10 list is. And we will work out any ties uh, and make any changes to it that we deem necessary. We will be right back. What's up, party people? We are back. Uh, we have tallied all of the po- 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 
all of the points up. Uh, so we have most of our list here, but we have some ties that we need to work out uh, to hammer this thing home. Uh, let's see, our first tie is in our number six spot, and it's between Shadowbringers and The Division 2. Oh, well... This is the first one that I to want to, uh, to talk about. Uh, did either of you play The Division 2? I did. Yes, I played it for like a week or two, That's and I good. jumped okay, cool. it. I didn't enjoy gotcha. it much. Yeah, I thought it was um, okay, but... I think the whole stuff with the ray being overly difficult was too much of a hindrance. And that's when I fell off gotcha. of it. Cool. I am yeah, no. willing to concede yeah. the Division 2. Uh, so it, it will get bumped down. Okay. Yeah, I think Shadowbringers mm -hmm. is like the ultimate culmination and really enhance pushes the MMO market forward. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with that okay uh next tie we need to work out is between luigi's mansion and life is strange 2 that's a weird one uh, yeah i yeah. don't know because um, i wasn't very high on luigi's mansion so i don't know i didn't play life is strange i well i i think luigi's mansion plays better to a mass audience mm -hmm. a little more kid friendly i think, I think life is strange plays more. to much more serious topics yeah it's a much more niche uh thing oh man i would concede to uh life is strange i know a lot of people who are really on top of it and love it so okay. I mean, Luigi's Mansion is fun. It's just not revolutionary. That's true. Ignacio, would you be okay with that? Yeah, I, I could go either way. Okay. I will put Life is Strange 2 just above Luigi's Mansion. Six, okay. That means those guys get cut. They don't make the top 10 list. Bam. We have our list. Bam. Uh, I'm going to read this out starting with number 10. If you guys want to take a moment to think on it after I read all of this in case you want to change something, you can make an, argu an argument for that. Or if you have no changes, let me know. Okay. Number 10 with six points was Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, which means Life is Strange 2 is our number 9, also with 6 points. Coming in at number 8 is Judgment with 7 oh, points. Nice. Uh, coming in at number 7 is The Division 2 with 8 points, which means Shadowbringers is number 6 yeah. with 8 points as well. <laughs> our number 5 with 10 points, is Sekiro. All right. Wow. Uh, number four is Kingdom Hearts 3 with 15 ah, points. Should have been high. Uh, our number three is Death Stranding with 16 points. Okay. Good. Number two is Control with 24 points. 
Sounds right. And number one, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order with 26 yeah. points. All right. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Is, is Was there something that stood out as like, oh, that shouldn't be on there, or those should be switched, or anything like that? No, I think it's a good list. Mm-hmm. It really reflects all of our very tastes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm, I would... I would change some subs but that's just me yeah i know one that you would want to change no 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 i can i can i mean hey look death stranding had 16 points kingdom hearts had 15 we get these points based on where they were in our personal top 10 list yeah no i I wasn't talking about kingdom hearts i it can stay there it's fine okay i can let that one go is is there something else you want to be like? Hey, let's bump this one up a bit. Uh, I mean, judgment was the one I, I was thinking about, just because I, like I said, I really enjoyed the story at the end, and also, okay, <laughs> I wasn't very high on the division two, but I know that you were into the game, so we can leave it there. Yeah, I in agree. in terms of Yakuza. How does this mm-hmm. sit with like how polished it is, or oh, very uh, polished, as yeah. polished as any other Yakuza game? Okay, yeah, for sure. Interesting. I'm I'm just wondering if that makes any kind of impact on if we <laughs> want to switch those. Nah, you can leave it there. It's fine. Okay. Going once. Going twice. The final answer. Three times sold. That is our game of the year list. Yeah. Uh, game of the year, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. What a great yeah. game. Yeah. Congratulations. Woo. Congratulations to Respawn for putting yeah. that out too. Because that was something that they were, 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 were like... Kind of want to tr- try something new. We, mm-hmm. we know what we're good, good, good at. I think it can translate to this stuff. And they made something fantastic. Yeah, they made a great Star Wars game. But it yeah. isn't something we've gotten recently. No. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, Okay. Next, well, let's see. Ignacio, you are going to be going to the United States here in yep. a little bit are you gonna be here with us this next week no because i'm i no i'm the, the times don't match up so I, i'll probably be still flying when we record the podcast so no okay i won't be able cool okay what's well, gonna be me and mick yeah next week, then we can hold you can. down for the first regular episode of 2020 I uh we will be back at least somebody does then <laughs> Until then, Ignacio. Yeah. Where where can they find you on the internet? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I G N A C I O R O J S B. That's my name. There we go. And Mick. Yes. Where can they find you? Uh, anywhere as the NATO biologist or on Twitter as D A NATO biologist. Cool. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. 
Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with us here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, you guys can also go check out our website, thewhatnots.com. I mentioned our Patreon, patreon.com slash thewhatnots in case you guys want to support what we what we do here. Uh, I do want to mention that we are literally a dollar away from reaching our first goal on Patreon, which is a humble $15 a month. Uh, if, if, if we can get that, that covers, I think, our hosting costs uh for the, the the podcast so it's like the most basic of basic things covered uh so if you like what we do toss a coin to your podcasters toss a coin yeah. to uh, your podcasters yeah friends of humanity <laughs> hey <laughs> you great. listening out there i know you have a dollar somewhere out there why don't give Pocket it to us change and if Come you don't on. pickpocket somebody change. yeah and hey you out there with the life savings you don't need that you don't have a life what are you saving for <laughs> give it to us <laughs> and if you don't have a life saving I'm, I'm sure you know someone that does exactly <laughs> until next week uh we have been the crossplay podcast i have no idea where i was going with this ending here so i just kind of stumbled into that one we will see you guys next week bye Adios. later Thank you.